Securities offered through Kester Investment Services, LLC, Kestra IS, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC, Kestra AS, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Capital Advisory Group, Inc. is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS. Neither Kestra IS nor Kestra AS provide legal or tax advice and are not certified public accounting firms. work hard for your money. For the next hour, you're going to learn how to keep what's yours. Capital Advisory Group presents Keep What's Yours. Here is Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall. Hello and welcome to Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. I'm Josh Gilbert sitting here with Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group. Hello, Jeff. Hi, happy Saturday. Jeff calling in on the phone today because, man, we are in the thick of it. And sometimes you just can't pull away from the office. That's right. That's right. It's uh, we're we're deep in the tax season. And then I think I texted you um, during the week uh, and said, "Hey, you hanging in there? How you doing? Everything okay?" <laughs> uh, and you know, you you were just you know barely barely coming up for air. So how are we doing? Yes. How, how's everything looking? You caught up? Yeah, so far so good. We had a big that. Remember, we had talked about the the President's Day rush. That that's when everybody sits down and starts to put their stuff together. And the IRS says that's one of the busiest days for them for the phone. Um, it's true. It's it's really true um, because the right behind the President's Day holiday, um, everybody and their brother showed up with tax returns. <laughs> yeah. Hey, ding dong. You know, dropping yep, it off right time. at the office there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So uh, uh, the thing is that we are in the thick of it. And what can mm-hmm. you do? We do a show all year long because taxes aren't just an April 15th thing. We want to yeah. make people aware that every time you get a paycheck, every time you uh, win some money at the casino, Jeff, I've been yes. talking to you about this. <laughs> Everything that you do in your life, you sell a house, you sell a car, you sell some stock, everything you do in your life has something tax associated with it exactly it'll fall it'll end up on a tax return at some point in time and whether you pay it up front uh and you have the receipts on the back end everything needs to be logged because uh with these 1099s that everybody's talking about they're going to push off the whole uh 1099 revolution which was supposed to take place this year but they're going to push it off another year because frankly the irs yeah. said we can't handle it we're not ready yet. yeah um, yeah they were not ready <laughs> but if you uh sell something for what is it over 600 bucks or if you make some sort mm-hmm. of a 600 dollar well, transaction there's a 1099 well, yeah, it used to be that any transaction, just basically if you were like a subcontractor to someone and it was 400 or $600, they were, you're obligated to kick a 1099 off. But if you are self-employed and you made, I mean, $100, you're supposed to be on your honor, you're supposed to report it on your tax return. Um, no different than when we talked about the finding the $20 on the street, technically that's right. found money. It's on your honor reported on a tax return. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's one of those things. It's, it's like you find 20 bucks on the ground and you put it in your pocket. You don't think uh, anything about it. Well, the government technically yeah. says that you need to submit that as income, uh, income for your yeah. tax returns. So that's, yes. that's kind of weird, kind of goofy. And if you sell <laughs> a lot of stuff on eBay, you know, you in the past maybe have just kind of, taking it in your PayPal and, and 
put it in your bank account. Exactly. Never thought about it again. But in the future, yeah. not this year, but in the future, the government is going to be aware of that. And a 1099 is going to be. Yeah, very aware. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 1099 is going to be kicked off. And whether you like it or not, that's going to be on your tax return. So you need to keep yes. really good notes going forward. And Jeff, if you've got clients that do a lot of, I know my sister-in-law uh, sells a lot of stuff online. If you've got clients that do a lot of that stuff, there's there's a reckoning coming. Um, oh, yeah. Whether they Most like definitely. it or not. Yeah, because yeah. it used to be twenty twenty thousand dollars of revenue or two hundred transactions, and then that anything above those limits would kick off those ten ninety nine Ks. But it, it for twenty twenty two three. I'm sorry for twenty three. It's still the same, but twenty four is where they're going to change it dramatically, and pretty much every nickel that runs through there is going to be subject to some type of a ten ninety nine K. Um, which the average person, if you send money to you know your kids in college, you Venmo them money. It's easier way to get it to their bank accounts, you know, so on. That's going to show up as a 1099k, and there's no way to to make it go away, basically, um, yeah. other than report it on a tax return. And there's some there's a couple of different angles you could take on a tax return to to offset it, so you don't end up paying tax on it. But it's just the hassle of getting those and our filing your return and forgetting about them. And then you get a nice little letter from the IRS about 14 months later that says, hey, you underreported your income. And they're very aggressive letters from the IRS in the States. And you have to contend with that to make it, you know, to fix it and make it go away. Yeah. And, and I hate to say it. I hate to, to, to think of it like this, but uh, the government is hiring all those new IRS agents to help keep track of this. And uh, yes. To be completely honest, Jeff, that's the way the law has been. We've just mm-hmm. been pretty loosey-goosey with it. So Period. now they're, they're saying, <laughs> look, this is the law. We haven't really been enforcing it because we haven't had the, the man and woman power to do it. But now we do. And so we're yeah. going to look at it. So the, the question then- is, how do we stay on the right side of the law? We've probably been you know, following the law and we can follow the law. Uh, yeah. to the letter, but it's just going to be harder now. Just, yeah, more more compliance, more um, regulations are in the mix. Um, we do have a new sheriff in town, too. Um, he was just approved by uh, Biden. Uh, I guess that was Thursday. Um, so a guy named basically Danny Werfel will be the head guy of the IRS. Um, so he got uh, he won the Senate confirmation. Um, so he's going to run this 20 billion or the 80 billion dollar expansion. Um, and, and in the past, he was an acting former IRS commissioner. Um, so which is pretty funny, because in 2013, I believe it's 2013, <clears throat> he actually ran the IRS. So and then he, he backed off and he went to work for some uh, Boston, Boston consulting group. And now he's coming back as the commissioner of the IRS. So, A, he has some knowledge of how it works. Um, so he's not new to, the, to the, the territory in a sense. He did get bipartisan agreement, um, you know, on both sides of the aisle. Love him, apparently. Um, 
So, but the funny part is he is going to help the, he's going to help spend this $80 billion that they're getting. And they were supposed to have, the IRS was supposed to have a plan. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago, a plan on how they're going to spend their budget on how they're going to spend this $80 billion. They were supposed to have it to Janet Yellen by the second week of February and they didn't show up at their meeting. <laughs> oh, great. So they, they were not ready with their budget meeting. Um, so he's going to help write this and finish this document that's supposed to be then proposed back to Janet Yellen on how how they're going to spend it. And now they're giving them until August to actually put this together. So and it's supposed to include, you know, all the little benchmarks, you know, for how they're going to measure their performance and so on and so forth as you go forward. So. Um, so we'll see. <laughs> and it's just one of those things. We say it all the time that the IRS is not out to get you and me. They're not, they, they don't know Josh Gilbert. They don't know yeah. Jeff Zufall. They know us as, uh, social security numbers. Yeah, and exactly. you know, most, most of the time this stuff runs through a computer and if it's all on the up and up, nobody says a word about it and we get yeah. our tax returns and we go about our lives. Uh, but if it gets hung up, if it gets caught up, if numbers don't match up, if you're e-filing and, and you forget, you know, uh, a 1099 that, you know, like we always say, the IRS has a number in their hand and they want to say, well, what, are you, <laughs> what did you come up with? What do you with? think? Yeah, what exactly. Do you think? What do you think? And if they, <laughs> if they match up, perfect. If they don't, well, then you might get a letter. But we just need to be aware that we have to stay Within the guardrails. That's what you say all the time, Jeff. Yeah, seriously. Got to stay within the guardrails. The, the IRS will leave you alone as long as you're within those confines. There's always gray area in the in tax law, um, but that's when you push it to the extreme. Um, other than that, it's pretty simple. Um, you know, hey, you could take this deduction and you can't take that deduction. And, and here's the times you can and here's the times you can't. So that's that's what you're actually up against as you go forward. If you start taking crazy deductions like, I mean, I'm going to claim my dog as a dependent, you know, that that could be an issue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah my, my cat is an employee. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you're talking to a real tax professional and a guy who's been there, done that and seen it all when he says it's pretty simple. It is. <laughs> Jeff just said it's <laughs> it's pretty simple. Well, not to me. And not to most of the people listening right now, uh, but let me give out the phone number. If you want Jeff to do your taxes this year, if you want Jeff, and and what's done is done. And now we're just making a recording of what happened in 2022. And we've got to, like, like we say, match the numbers up and make sure that we're in the good graces of the IRS and make sure that you pay something come April mm -hmm. 15th. Um, we'll get into that in the next segment. But if you want Jeff to do your taxes, and more importantly, if you want Jeff to look at your stuff and make sure that come next year, when we submit our 2023 taxes, that we found we're keeping more in our pocket than is going out to the IRS, that's what you get Jeff on board for. 636-394-5524. We do the um, the flex at the FSA, the flex spending account for our son's daycare, and we get to keep at least twelve hundred bucks. We'll see if uh, I'm coming in, Jeff. Uh, we're uh, next week. We're coming in at That's seven right. o'clock at night. You're gonna clear some space for us, move some papers around so we can sit down. That's right. Move those giant uh, stacks. <laughs> yeah. 
and we'll find out how much we got to keep this year. But if you're not doing anything, well, you're probably paying the government more than what you have to. So the idea is to keep a little bit more of your money in your pocket, on your paycheck, in your savings accounts, than going out to the government. And there's a legal fine way of doing that. And the IRS actually has some, some benefits that we can take advantage of, but they're not coming out to our houses and telling us that we have to find someone like Jeff to set us up. So the number is 636-394-5524 capital advisory group, capital advisory, GRP.com is the website. Jeff, let's go to commercial break, but when we come back, we'll get into this year and the, the time and time again, we tell people you have to pay something you have to submit something don't bury your head in the sand you can get an extension it's pretty easy but you have to submit something we'll talk all about your tax returns and put something in and don't just ignore it as we come up to that fateful deadline it is keep what's yours with jeff zufall on the big 550 ktrs keep what's yours continues with josh gilbert and jeff zufall Back of the Big 550, back to Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. We're talking to Jeff. He is the Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group. And tax day this year is on April 18th. Jeff, that is a Tuesday. That's kind of weird. Yeah. Well, the 15th falls on a Saturday, so you don't have to file. And then uh, Monday, the 17th, is Emancipation Day in Washington, D.C., So since they have a holiday, the rest of the country gets the holiday, too. And so the final day to file either your return and our an extension is April 18th of this year. And we always talk about this. Yes, we are not just an April 15th or in this case, April 18th tax show. (laughs) We are a year round tax show to tell you that there are things that you can do every paycheck make sure that you're getting enough withholding uh, make sure you're putting enough into your 401k and doing a Roth or maybe like what we're doing with a flex spending account or a health savings account if you've got a lot of medical bills these these are things that you should be doing year round but this time of year we're definitely an April 15th kind of tax show so yeah what <laughs> Do we need to know about extensions? And we always say, even if you don't plan on filing a full tax return, you want to get an extension, you have to pay something. Yes. So so the, the an extension is literally just a six-month extension to file the paperwork. So everybody's like, ah, just get me an extension. I'll worry about it later. It, it, it works that way, but it doesn't. The IRS still says, hey, you owed us money. Now, if you got a refund, that's okay. They'll pay you interest from April 18th to whenever you file your return if they owe you. But if you owe them, they will actually get you for failure to file, and you will owe them interest and penalties rolling forward until the day that you pay your taxes. So anybody that's a small business, um, just don't file an extension to file an extension. You can file an extension, but actually take a good guess on what what you owe. 
Um, typically, it's your previous year's tax liability. Um, if everything is the norm, in a sense, going forward, and you just haven't got to, you know, putting together your numbers, pay the pay. Go to look at your tax return last year. Look at what your total tax was. Add up if there's any W twos in the family. You know, if your spouse works or whatever. What was paid in in federal and state tax, and then pay whatever that difference is to get you to what your previous year's tax liability is. Um, and if you've made estimated payments throughout the year, you should include those also. But if you owe or you even think you owe more than $1,000 on the federal and on the state side, go ahead and pay some money. Pay 1500 to cover it. Um, again, if you overpay when you do your return and it turns out that you had more expenses that you thought that from the previous year, you'll get that money back or it can be applied to 2023's estimated payments as you go forward. So it's a matter of not just filing a return to say, hey, and we used to kind of, I won't say we were guilty of it, but in the past, you'd say time value of money, you know, hey, that 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 interest that you're going to pay them to use that money for the next month or two months or three months, you know, used to be a cheap rate when interest rates were, you know, next to nothing. Today, it's not. Um, so the the quarterly rate, I believe, is like four seven five. So that's what they'll actually charge you for money that's owed. So, you know, again, at the end of the day pay something, make sure that it, you've at least got it within $1,000 on the federal side and on the state side. Yeah. And and Jeff, let's rewind to back to when I was, you know, 25 years old. And, you know, I, I didn't make a lot of money, but I also wasn't really too worried about the government coming and, yeah. and hounding <laughs> me and everything. And, yeah. and I just, oh, you know, I'll get around to it when I get around to it. And if I pay him, I pay him. If I don't, I don't. What What's the worst that could happen? Well, burying <laughs> your head in the sand is the worst thing you could possibly do. Not only will you still yeah. owe them that money, but now you're going to owe them penalties. You're going to owe them interest. They're going to come after you. You're, you know, going to have to uh, look over your shoulder <laughs> you yes, know, to see if the IRS is, is sneaking up on you. And, and and even if you say, I just can't afford to pay them, um, file the return, come back and do an installment agreement or some type of a payment plan with them. And again, if, as long as it's not a ton of money, um, you know, over 50,000, um, it's probably, I'd say 30,000 ish tops. Um, in the past, what they would do now, again, COVID kind of messed everything up for them. Um, but in the past, if you owed them, <clears throat> excuse me, owed them more than thirty grand, they would just drop a lien on you, no questions asked. Um, but um, file the return because they also have on the flip side of that failure to file, which means to actually physically file your return, they'll charge you a fee for that or a penalty for it. And then if you owe them money, then they'll charge you another fee on top of that, which is failure to pay. And then on top of that, they will charge you interest on a rolling quarterly basis going forward. So it gets really expensive really fast. So worst case, worst case scenario is go ahead and file the return. But if you can't afford to pay it, then turn right around and, and ask for an installment agreement or a payment plan and at yeah. least get something going versus blowing it off. And five years later, that $30,000 tax bill is a 
$450,000 tax bill. That was nothing. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, that, isn't that the thing? If you can't afford to pay the taxes, then, you know, why are you asking them, hey, why don't you just slap some fees and interest right yeah, on top of that? You yeah. Know? <laughs> the, yes, the best yes. thing to do, the most responsible thing to do is to address it. And the, the IRS will work with you, you know, and for yeah. the most part. And they will. Yeah, we're not all owing thirty thousand dollars, so exactly. you know it's yeah. there's there's uh, room to wiggle there. Just do it yeah. in the the legal responsible way, and you can set up a payment plan. And Jeff can help you get that rolling. Six three six three nine four five five two four is the phone number to call Capital Advisory Group Jeff Zufall until the government finds out a way to send us a postcard and say, this is what you owe us. Um, you know, here's a check. It's already filled out. You just have to sign it. Uh, there's going to be need for people like Jeff. So yes, most definitely. And the postcard probably will never happen at the rate we're going. Um, with some of the stuff that's been tossed out there in Biden's new tax plan. Um, he's hitting the, uh, probably six or seven different, um, sectors of the market, but, the tax side of it's going to get even more complex, I believe. Um, oh, so postcards probably long, <laughs> yeah, long gone. <laughs> you know, it's a great idea, but uh, you know, the yeah. powers that be in Washington D.C. There's there's too many lobbyists and too Way many people too at, many lobbyists. Yeah, yep. at the big accounting firms to yep, yeah, that are pushing for all these weird weird deductions and credits and you know if you you know do this you get that and so on and so forth so it 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 does get complex at the end of the day yeah and until they they simplify it you know jeff you'll be in business and oh yeah uh, you know <laughs> as, as long as you know, and I'm, i bet you know jeff i bet deep in your heart you know it would probably be much easier if they did it that way but and until it then, be. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a lot easier. Believe me, there's some headaches that we look at and we're like, wait, we got to research that. Um, just because the laws change so many different times, you don't know what side of the table you should be on. Um, and you go back and read. And that's the other side of the equation is some of these laws, the way that they're written. If you actually read the, the true tax law, um, you'll scratch your head and read a, a paragraph and go, I don't even know what they just said. They just talked in a circle. Um, so then we rely upon other firms, you know, their, some of their written documentation, um, kind of the, I'll say the accounting community in general to say, here's what our five cents is on this, you know, and, and everybody kind of starts to follow a path and we go from there. So kind of gets crazy. So, yeah. And it's just, it's just tough to, to kind of wrap your head around the fact that they're making it as complicated as possible. Uh, yes. but as, as long as there's a Jeff Zufall out there, uh, we can do this and it's probably worth more, exactly. more, uh, in my time than it is in my yes. money to, <laughs> to just have someone else do it for me. I can take off mm -hmm. and enjoy the weekends as weekends and not as, um, you know, my Another wife said the day. other day, yeah, my <laughs> wife says, you know, we've got that meeting with Jeff coming up. I just need a couple hours to get all this stuff together. And I'm like, honey, isn't that what Jeff's for? You know, 
So uh, let her put it together. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I think what we're going to find is that she's going to get some paperwork together and find out that uh, getting the paperwork together actually didn't take as long as she thought. Um, And then when we give it to you, you'll probably go through it a lot quicker than we could anyway. So you're saving time. And if Jeff looks at your taxes and figures out uh, some avenues that you can go down where you can keep a little bit more of what's yours, you're probably going to be saving money too. So exactly. the number again you, you, yeah. is 636 394 5524. So uh, tax day is on the 18th of April this year. Submit something, uh, pay something, get Jeff on your side and find out what he recommends that you do. You have to do something though, or else the fees and uh, the interest will start cooking. I love how they oh, have yeah. failure, to, failure to file. And failure to pay are two different yeah. fees. Yeah, yeah. two different you, fees. Um, and, yeah. they'll, and they'll hit you for both of them at the same time, plus a couple others. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, don't just bury your head in the sand if you're having some issues this year. You have to do something about it. Average refund this year is down 11%. Why is that? Yeah. So the statistics that they've just put out, and this is from February 18th, of this year going back to February 18th of last year and they're pulling these numbers together um, which basically it's down 11.2% so the average refund for our 2021 tax year was 3536 bucks and the average refund so far for 2022 is $3,140 so it's 11.2% decrease on the average and that is really allocated or, or uh, you know, set up the less stimulus money that's out there um, than the child tax credit and the ability to do, and we've had it for, I guess it was 20 and 21, um, we had a $300, if you were single, you got a $300 um, non-itemization deduction for charitable contributions. And then if you were married, filing jointly, you got a $600 non-itemization, which means you don't have to itemize. You just say, hey, I got $600 worth of charitable stuff, and you take a $600 deduction. Um, those are all wiped away for 2022's tax scenario. So the problem is, is you have people that are that the only way to get a charitable contribution today is to itemize, which takes a chunk of money. Um, and the child tax credit went from, I think the max was 3,600 back down to its normal of 2000. So there's a $1,600 difference right there, um, straight across the board. Then there's some other little tidbit stuff that was never really voted back in, in the tax law for 2022. So, and the odds on getting some of these things back are very, I'll say limited because of the political landscape today. A lot of this stuff just won't be voted back in or won't be voted on until 2024, which is presidential election. So whoever yep. wins, you know, that's the, the, that'll kind of tell us what way we'll go with some of the tax law stuff. Yeah. And we've seen this in action uh, with uh, mm-hmm. this is the reason why the whole country knows the name Joe Manchin, um, yeah. senator <laughs> from West Virginia. Is because they wanted to put that child tax credit. It was kind of boosted. It, you know, I was getting mm-hmm. um, 
checks from the government uh, every month. And everyone with kids yeah. were getting it every month. And yeah. they wanted to continue that. And Joe Manchin, he was a Democrat, said, not interested. I don't I don't want yeah, it. Let's he, just take it back down to what it used to be pre-COVID. And yeah. that's kind of where we ended. It was it was a stalemate. And, and he won. Yeah. And he, he had the power. He won. So basically it was not voted back in. Now that's part of Biden's new plan that he's thrown out there. I think he just threw that out there the other day. Um, his new, you know, proposed tax payments and so on and so forth. Child tax credit comes back into play in 2024. But again, we have a presidential election and, you know, so who knows what really gets voted in and what doesn't. So, yeah. And so uh, just be on the lookout and just know that uh, for the past couple of years, you've been getting um, more of a boost in your taxes because the government wanted to make sure that we were comfortable while we were trying yeah. to make it through the pandemic. But now exactly. that we've, we've seen that, that most of the, the worst of the pandemic is over, they've kind of scaled that back a bit. So if you're, you're mm-hmm. looking at your tax return from last year, uh, don't expect to be getting the same kind of numbers this year. Yeah, it's not. And we even see it, you know, that's the, the, the norms, if you want to call it on average, that the IRS is given. We're seeing it for for the average person um, getting, you know, a couple hundred dollars less than back than what they did in the past, but everything stayed the same. Their income was the same. Their withholdings were the same. No change of children as dependents, you know, but it's a couple hundred dollars less than what it was the year before. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to remind my wife that Jeff, because she's very much, uh, <laughs> why is this? What is that? Yeah, it's, like, exactly. it's just, yeah. it's just different this year. And unless you keep up mm-hmm. with, you know, the legislation and the tax laws and, and all this stuff, you just don't know it. And why would we keep up yeah. with this stuff, Jeff? This is boring stuff. <laughs> it is. It's some of it is very dry when you read it. Um, and, and yeah, I guess maybe you'd have a warped sense of humor. I'm not sure, but <laughs> yeah, but I, I like to remind everyone, do you pay taxes? Do I pay taxes? Jeff, do you pay taxes? Yes. The yes. answer is yes. Yeah. yeah. And so this really does apply to all of us. So it should be, you know, this should be the number one show across the country, Jeff, because yeah, it pertains it <laughs> to everyone. You know, uh, we used to do the pet show and not everyone has a pet, but everyone (laughs) pays taxes. So let's go to a commercial break. And when we come back, uh, we'll see if Jeff can explain what the standard deduction is, because that is coming into play as well as we go to finalize our taxes for this year, paying for 2022 and getting prepared for 2023. We've got, you know, what? Uh, nine months left. Well, there's that's nine months yeah. of of keepings that's, of money that right. I could keep in my bank account and away from the federal government. And Jeff can get us set up for that. It is keep what's yours with Jeff Zufall, senior tax strategist and wealth advisor with Capital Advisory Group. Six three six three nine four five five two four is the phone number. Have you done your taxes yet? Have you submitted them? Have you paid? Have you set up a payment plan if you weren't able to to pay for your whole taxes, your tax bill this year? Jeff can help you out with all of it. And this is the bigger note. He can prepare you for next year so that you don't have as big of a tax bill as you did this year. That's the goal, Jeff, every year is to make that tax bill a little bit smaller 
And, and by that, we get to keep more of our money. How about that? 636-394-5524. We'll go to commercial break, and when we come back, standard deduction. We'll see if Jeff can explain it for us. For uh, the, I'll, I'll put myself in this camp. For the dumber ones of us out there, <laughs> standard deduction. We'll be right back. Keep What's Yours continues with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Sufall. Back in the Big 550, back to Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. And Jeff, I've got the website pulled up right now, capitaladvisorygrp.com. Here's the phone number, by the way, 636-394-5524. We've been saying this for years, and it looks like the the uh, the big guys who have enough money to pay for Super Bowl ads have finally jumped on it. Um there's the ad that's running right now where the, the dad is sleeping on the couch with, with his baby. And it says, uh, do this instead of, you know, you could be doing your taxes right now. Um, but you got smart and you had someone do your taxes for you. So now you can sleep on the couch with your baby, which is what maybe I'll be doing this weekend. Um, and then there's that, that one Super Bowl commercial, which is weird. I don't, I didn't really understand it, but some guy was dancing in front of a fountain and it said, uh, you know, you could be doing your taxes right now, or you could be dancing in front of a fountain. Which would you rather be doing? The gist of it being, Jeff, is what we've been saying all the whole time we've been doing the show. Why try to do your own taxes? It's complicated. Yeah. It takes you a lot longer than Jeff can, can you know, whip it together. Um, you know, we are probably going to mess something up because whether it's a math issue, which I'm not good at math. But, uh, you know, even with calculators, we just don't know how the tax system works, Yes, you know? And then uh, the the most obvious part is what could I be missing? What could I be paying taxes on that maybe I don't necessarily have to? And when you think about it, if I'm sending money to the government and then I come back and find out, Oh, I didn't have to. I could have done a FSA or I could have done an HSA yeah. or I could have done this. Or I could have done that. I just sent, you know, 1200 bucks to the government and I could have kept that in my pocket. No, that's ridiculous. I'm calling Jeff today. 636-394-5524. It's not about just filing your taxes. It's also about taking a look at what you've got going on and making sure you're not giving the government more than what you have to. So legally obligated to pay. <laughs> exactly. And you know, I always say this and I don't think it's true because they probably don't even have a bell in the building. But as soon as my <laughs> tax return gets shipped over, they see it and they go, Oh my gosh, someone's utilizing the tax code <laughs> to their benefit. And it's not a fortune 500 company. It's a person. Exactly. In, exactly. <laughs> in Missouri, who's using the tax code to their benefit, you know, ring the bell and everyone, we're going to go have drinks now because Josh Gilbert and St. Louis <laughs> utilize the tax code. Um, no, they probably don't even care or notice, uh, cause I'm just yeah. a number on a page to them, but it's, yeah. it's, it matters to me that 1200 bucks that we're saving on my son's school. That matters to me. That's going to help us go to Disney this summer. So exactly. 
Give Jeff a call, 636-394-5524, not only to do your taxes, but to make sure your tax bill is lower in the years going forward. There is a button on the website that I'm looking at right now. Where's my refund? You were saying that the backlog, when we started earlier in the year, the backlog was at 10 million. I think it was, maybe it was at 30 yeah. million at yeah, one point. Yeah, it, ins- it was an insane number. I mean, they still have... Um, you know, the, 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 they've made huge strides in, in getting this back under control. So I still, we still say that paper is the kryptonite to the IRS. But there's a couple of circumstances, like an amended return, that you don't have any choice. You have to mail it in. But if you filed, and this is going back to the, the backlog that was sitting out there um, for the 2021 tax year, um, they're saying that they've caught up all the electronically sent in 2021 1040s, which are the individuals. Um, those are caught up, ready to go. And then there's only, and I say only, um, 206,000 paper returns still waiting to be reviewed or processed. And that's something where that had an error, um, say that they suspected fraud, they hold it up, or if it had a you know, blatant math error, it sits on it. So, it, I mean, you're talking from we were like 30 million, I think, was the original number. We're now down to 206,000. So that's huge strides getting that under control. But here's yeah. some advice. If you filed your 21 return, a paper return, and you're still waiting for your refund, you're like, hey, they never paid me. We hear that all the time. They never paid me. Um, so first, what you want to do is go to that. Where's my refund? Um, you can go to our website, just like you were saying, click on the button. You need basically your social security number, um, your zip code, and your filing status for the year that's in question. And if you see nothing on there, um, where it just it just says no information, doesn't say a word, um, what you want to do, and it's been more than six months, you want to try to either e-file that return if possible, and if you can't, resubmit it. And if it's been less than six months, they want you to wait um, since you filed it. So the bulk of these will be over six months. Basically, what you really should do is then like reprint it and in a red pen um, put do not duplicate previously filed and put that at the very top of the return so it's blatant and then mail it back in. That way you don't get two refunds at a later date. And then you have to figure out how to get that refund back to them because it adds more fuel to the fire. So that's kind of where we sit today. So they're making strides. Um, so that's good news. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Going from thirty million to two hundred and six thousand is pretty good. But you know, yeah. the government, as we talk all the time, that they're they're shooting for uh, just to answer the phones. <laughs> they're shooting for eighty percent. Yeah, eighty-five so. percent is what they're shooting. They were at thirteen percent last year, um, and their goal this year is eighty-five percent. Which I don't know how you set that bar, but that's a that's a, a pretty low bar to set. But it's, <laughs> at least it's progress. <laughs> you know, you go to any business in the world, and they say, "Well, it, you know, we only yeah. answer eighty percent of our <laughs> phone calls." You know, that's business. That's lost revenue. Uh, exactly. You know. Uh, Mr. Dorsey exactly. would be that, furious if I only yes. read 80% of my emails. Um, exactly. <laughs> but that is what the government is shooting for because as of right now, you know, they're answering like 5% of the phone calls. They just yeah, don't have the certain, people. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was thirteen percent is what they were on average answering. Mm. So they're they're going to try to raise that bar to eighty five, um, which is huge. I mean, if you really do the math on it. But again, at the end of the day, as a taxpayer, and as everybody listening as a taxpayer, you go, wait, that's not that high of a bar. So yeah, <laughs> well, you know, it, that's that's the best the government can do. Um, so let's talk about the standard deduction. How do you explain this to people? That's where most of us fall, right? Yeah, almost uh, probably 90% of America um, is going to take the standard deduction. No questions asked. It's not worth adding anything up. Um, and I say that from unless you have heavy medical expenses or you, are very, you have a huge tithe to the church, um, you know, or, or does some charitable contribution. But what, what it is is this, is as we sit for our 2022 tax year, if you're single, you get $12,950 out of the box that you do not pay tax on. That's the easiest way to explain it. Um, and if you're married flying joint, jointly, you get $25,900 that just comes right off the top. And so you go, well, wow, you know, how would I get over that hurdle in a sense to get to what's called a Schedule A, which is itemized deductions? So that is what you do is you're going to break out deductions for your mortgage interest, your charitable contribution, your state and local taxes, which, by the way, was capped at $10,000 max. So that's where you got one arm behind your back in a sense, because that's really what holds everybody back from being able to itemize. Um, and then medical. So all that stuff is added together, and if you could break that barrier of either twelve thousand nine fifty or twenty five thousand nine hundred, then it opens up that door to itemize. But you need more stuff, so you'd need twenty seven thousand dollars worth of items to be able to really take advantage of being able to itemize. And in most cases, it's not worth trying to find, you know, your charitable contributions and you gave cash and non cash. Uh, mortgage interest and in your state and local taxes, basically you get capped at 10. So really it's most people aren't even messing with it anymore. Now, if they ever increase or take away the, what they call the SALT uh, limitation um, and goes back to prior 2019, you were able to take, you know, not so much Midwest, but East Coast, West Coast, um, your state and local taxes, you were able to deduct it which basically is mortgage interest, okay, real estate tax, um, that kind of stuff. But you're capped at ten grand now. So now nobody can really even take it as a true deduction. So what takes place is for uh, if you're over 65, you actually get to go for 2022, you're 14700 So it was twelve nine for single. If you're over 65 single, it's 14,700. So the bar is raised even higher. And excuse me, if you're married filing jointly, it goes from 25,900 to 27,300 for 2022. And it goes, this is the funny part is for 2023, just the standard single is 13,850 and married filing jointly is 27,700. So if you're over 65 next year, it goes to 15.7 and 29.5. So those are numbers that you'd have to give more than that away or pay more in state and local taxes. Um, so the easiest way is just take standard deduction and not worry about it. <laughs> yeah. So would it be fair to say that um, the only way to hit that itemized 
is if we, you know, we're high income earners, we gave a lot of money away. Does do medical bills count yeah. towards that? Medical bills do, but there's another trick inside of that, which you're capped to the first 7.5% of your adjusted gross income is on you. Um, and anything in excess of that, you get to start writing off. But that is that is basically pr- medical premiums that you pay. So you get, you get like if you're on Medicare, you get your Part B. Um, you know, that you pay a premium for, that's deductible. Um, If you have uh, long-term care insurance, that falls in that medical deduction side. So depending upon your age, you get a certain percent of what your premiums are. Um, And then medical, you know, doctors, dentists, um, you know, prescriptions. But all that stuff is subject to 7.5% of your adjusted gross income. That's yeah. you. That's on you. So if you got a hundred thousand of income, seven thousand five hundred is what you have to pay out. Anything in excess, you get to start taking a, a small deduction for it. But so again, you, you it's kind yeah. Of, You'd almost have to have thirty thousand dollars in medical bills. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Before it really kicked in to where that would pop up high enough, and then maybe give to the church at the same time. Um, you know, with your with your state and local tax being at ten, between the combination of all those could get you there, but typically it doesn't. So yeah. most people don't even it's not even worth adding it up. <laughs> yeah. Just because you have to jump over this hurdle of, you know, twenty nine thousand dollars or twenty five thousand dollars to get there. Most and I'm sure can. I'm sure you could right. just eyeball it and say, uh, you're not even close or hey, this is close yeah. enough to then let's add it's it up and see where we're at. Exactly. And then what we do is say, okay, go tell me everybody goes and drops stuff off at Savers or, at, you know, uh, you know, uh, all the different places, you know, uh, Vietnam Veterans of America, everybody's cleaning their basement out, taking junk, you know, and dropping it off. Those are what's called non-cash deductions. So there's a calculation that's put together um, that, you you know, you got to kind of do uh, fair market value on it, but you still get to give get a credit for it. Um, even to the extent of trying to give away vehicles, boats, um, I think now the, uh, there's a two or three different places that'll take your old vehicle. They'll give you an appraisal for it. Um, but you need a full form that has the VIN number on it and the whole shoot and match. Um, I saw an advertisement back a while ago for now they'll take boats. So I guess if you got an old boat that you don't know what to do with, you can donate those guys. (laughs) Um, so just stuff like that, but you have to be able to itemize to get that. Um, and that's most 90, I'll say 92% of the returns we do, they can't itemize. Just yeah. can't make that, can't make that cut. So, um, really quickly, married filing separate. What's that? Yeah. So that's a way. So tip most, most of the time, this is, uh, somebody that's separated, um, they're, you know, they're not officially divorced at the end of the year, so they have to file married. But instead of saying, hey, I'm going to file married fine jointly, you do married fine separate. And that way you're not liable for the other partners, uh, whatever they put on their return, because it's actually two separate returns. I mean, totally independent of one another. But the key to this is what we're now seeing is there's a couple of things. Um and this used to be some, you know, outlier, you know, scenario, but it's kind of coming to the mainstream today. One, it was basically to qualify for any of the pandemic benefits that were out there. So you'd get a little bit bigger, you know, stimulus checks. Um, but typically it's, and again, it's when you do married filing separate, 
the you're not liable for the other partners whatever they put on their their return that's not your baby okay yeah. so if you're separated but not yet divorced by December 31st of like this year you'd have to do married fine separate but others do it because it reduces their tax bills okay so let's go back to that medical scenario and say one of the partners you know one of the one of the spouses has huge medical bills and you're close but not close enough for the standard deduction so you do married filing separate and you let the one spouse take all those medical bills boom now they can itemize on their side and they get to go forward with it oh yeah so it may may help from a bigger tax you know uh, savings the other one basically is now some of them do it because student loans. So if you're in the public service, which says, hey, you work for XYZ company for 10 years, we'll forgive all your student loans. That's another reason. Um, and some business owners. So if you're a business owner and there's what's called this qualified business income deduction, which is one of Trump's tax laws out there, and it basically says, hey, 20% of your business income, you don't, you don't pay tax on. Okay. But there's limits to it, and it's like $182,000 if you're single, and three, I think it's 350, 370, somewhere in that range if you are married filing jointly. So if your incomes are over that, you split it and you go married filing separate, it'll bring your income down, and then you get this 20% QBI deduction, possibly. Um, but you're giving up some tax breaks. On the flip side, which basically saying that you can't really do the American Opportunity Credit if you if you do that either either party, lifetime learning credits for college would be taken away, the bulk of child and dependent care credit, which is daycare so on and so forth, and the student loan interest deduction, um, and it could force some of your Social Security to be more ta more of your Social Security to be taxable. Um, and you typically can't do a Roth IRA when you do that. But remember, there's always what's called the backdoor Roth, which means if you do married filing separate and you save some tax money, um, you could do a backdoor Roth, which is depending upon your age, you could either do 6000 or 7000 into a non-deductible IRA and literally convert it to a Roth the next day. So <clears throat> that's trying to take a whole bunch of stuff and compress it into a scenario um, but that's married filing separately. Typically in the past, it was, we're separated, we're working on a divorce. It may not make it by December 31st because December 31st is the, whatever you are, it, December 31st is how you have to file your tax return. Yep. So if you're still married, but yet separated and you haven't finalized your divorce, you literally, you know, on December 31st have to do married filing something and you don't want to do joint because you don't know what your other partner did during the year do it married fine separate and there's a bunch of perks that you could come along with that jeff thank you so much we'll talk to you next week 636-394-5524 jeff zufall keep more of what's yours you've been listening to keep what's yours with josh gilbert and jeff zufall senior tax strategist and wealth manager at capital advisory group to learn more call 636-394-5524 or visit capitaladvisorygrp.com